my fellow Americans. Uh, you're listening to the Sack Lodge Podcast uh, with Matt and Matt. Hello and welcome to the Sack Lunch Podcast. Season's greetings from Matt and Matt. Matt. Uh, he's he's still giving the bah humbug uh, can I, let, treatment regarding let me last ask you, night. Let me ask you a question, Matt. Okay. If you're a basketball team and you're up by nine points with a minute and a half left to go in the fourth quarter, should you win that game? I I think I know where you're going with that. And I think the answer to your hypothetical slash possibly rhetorical question is yes, I should win if I'm ahead by nine with a minute and a half left. Okay. So that's all I wanted to know. I know, I know. Last night was a tough pill to swallow. Speaking of disappointment, mm. uh, we're heading into Christmas here, right? Everyone's got their lights up and stuff. Everyone's doing their shopping. I, I wanted to ask you. I, I was kind of taking a trip down memory lane, thinking of you know Christmases that I've had in the past. Yeah. Have you ever been? disappointed on Christmas morning when you were younger? Like, did you ever have a year where you really wanted a specific gift and didn't get it? Or, you know, I want to be careful because I know we have some family that listens to this, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like where as a kid, you're, you're not always the most rational. And so it's like, right. did you ever have a year where, um, you know, it was kind of disappointing for you on Christmas morning? Yeah, I remember, I do recall one year that I was, and like you said, as a kid, we're not very rational. I remember a year where I was upset because I felt like I didn't get enough first world problems. Uh, slapped myself back when I was like 10. I apologize, mom. Yeah. Um, 10 year old greedy Matt wanted yeah. more. Uh, I do remember also um, my aunt used to get me and my cousins a calendar every year. And I just thought that was now, see, <laughs> I, used to, I used to get a calendar for my mom every year as part of my stocking, but they were like 49ers calendars, and I thought they were really cool. But yeah. like, No, this was like nature. Oh, yeah. And uh, as a 12-year-old you know, kid. What kid wants a nature oh, calendar as a gift? Yeah. It's okay. Um, a- any other that come to mind? Uh, my, my parents would always make it a point to get me books as a part of Christmas gifts, and I was not a big reader. Um, and so I remember not being too thrilled about the books, but I mean, it is a good gift, but just not up my alley. Okay. So, but you don't have one that you can think of off the top of your head where you really wanted something that you didn't get because your birthday is Christmas Eve. Yeah. And so you probably most of the time got whatever it was that you wanted that year, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? No, I, I, I really can't. So maybe, you know, maybe I've been blessed in that way. Well, well it sounds like you might have something though. What? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the end of the world. It was... I, I, as you know, I love video games. Growing up, I did as well. I would play mostly at friends' houses. But when I was in middle school, I finally got an, a Nintendo 64. But before that, I always wanted like a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis or something. And every year, I always wanted one and never got it. And so it wasn't as much disappointment because I don't even know if I actually expected it because mm-hmm. I know that my mom wasn't a huge fan of me playing video games. Right. But, Probably smart. Uh, yeah. So the... That was the only thing that comes to mind. I was just curious, you know, because it's just kind of... This it, one year I did get one of those orange football tees 
um, you know, the ones that you put on the ground and you place the football and you can kick from. Yeah. Um, and, and I was pumped about that. And then I was running around the house barefoot and I accidentally stepped on it and I punctured the bottom of my foot. Oh. And so that so, was a disappointing Christmas. But that's actually kind of a cool gift. Yeah, but no, it's one that great, it's but... one that became like a negative memory, but it was initially a cool, yeah, cool gift. So, I don't, would you say that the game last night was kind of like that tea, maybe where like it started out like the Kings were looking good, <laughs> and then you just punctured your foot? <laughs> like that's a really I, good analogy. Yeah, um, yeah, and especially when we were up by nine with a minute and a half left, um, I might have jinxed it in my head. I, I thought. Yeah, I kind of relaxed as a fan a little bit. I said, hey, I think we got this. Got excited. Spurs take timeout. Timeout Spurs! Yeah. And then um, the wheels fell off. So now we're sitting here um, upset about it. Yeah, and the Kings are right now currently sitting at 8-13. and So they are 8-8 and in their last 16 games after starting the season 0-5, which you might say, okay, that's not that bad, considering we don't have Bagley, Mm -hmm. we don't have Fox, we have not had bogey every game. And so to be, yeah, rough schedule was the fourth toughest schedule. Mm -hmm. So to be 8-8 after starting 0-5, but then when you look at recently, so it wouldn't be bad until we find out we've lost five of our last six. Yeah, um, it it hasn't been pretty... uh, the games have been close, and what I think that just makes it hurt even more. Um, because, because we could have we won. Know that we could be, um, you know, doing better than than we have, um, and it would be really nice to sneak out a couple wins. And we did sneak out one win versus the Nuggets. And you know, when we did that, I was thinking, okay, maybe this will you know catapult us into you know the next week. Here we got the Bulls coming up. The Blazers haven't been playing good. The Spurs have been you know not what they used to be, and we have gone 0-3 since that big Nuggets win. It's been like a distant memory since we had that, you know, that great victory. Um, and, and I don't know. It, it's classic Kangs. K-A-N-G-Z. Kangs. Kangs, yeah, I know. And the the tricky part for me, the, the part that makes it more frustrating and disappointing is that because they're close games, like you said, mm-hmm. there are so many different things that you could pinpoint because it's so many little things that could have right. changed the outcome of the game. It's like if we hit a couple free throws or if we get a better look on literally one possession in some of these games or if we D up or if we don't make a stupid foul or a stupid turnover. And so that's where it's challenging is because they're close games and we could have won, it just makes it that much more difficult to pinpoint, well, what could we have done differently to win these games? Yeah, I agree. Um a lot of times we're pointing at Buddy Heald. Um, or I've noticed what, that trend as yeah. well. Yeah. So what isn't working the last four games? Um, Three-point shooting, 37 of 134 threes. That's 27%, Matt, our last four games. We are not shooting at a high clip like we were in our... Uh, yeah, we're shooting at a high well. rate. We're shooting a lot of them, but not yeah. at a, a high accuracy level. Yeah. Yeah, there's only been one game in the last four that we made double-digit threes. That was the one against the Blazers. We actually shot pretty well against the Blazers, but still we only made 11. All the other three games, we've we've gone under 10. Um, and as a team, we're still shooting over 33 times per game from behind the arc, which I get. I mean, we had mentioned previously in the podcast, Luke Walton did say he was going to do that. So it looks like we are going to live and die by that. But the problem right. is, if you're shooting them and you're not making them, well, what's plan B? Because we're 27%. So it's like, right. I mean... We, we, and one thing I've noticed is... the. Uh, 
I get the live and, and die by it, you know, thought process, but it's like at some point you got to think, you would hope that the guys recognize that they just don't have it that night and start going inside the the painted area to, to get their points. But sometimes they take a little bit too long to figure that out. And then by that time, it's too late. Yeah. And I think it's important to specify when we say live and die by the three that we don't mean that you can't shoot them because to me, quality is more important than quantity. So if we're getting good looks on the three, like I had mentioned to you earlier that in, in last night's game, it was frustrating to see Buddy force up a fadeaway when he had a, a teammate wide open on the wing for the three. Of course, then you do get your quality threes like Corey Joseph wide open in the corner when he airballed it oh, last night. Man. But, or Ariza two in a row to, to win the game. I know. But... But my point with that is that, you know, like, I'm okay shooting the threes as long as they're good looks. I think that right. Fox coming back eventually is going to help get some better looks. Yeah. As um, long as they're within the offensive, you know, scheme, go ahead and shoot it. You know, if you're a shooter, shoot it. You're not going to um, start making them until you start shooting them. But Yeah, and, um, and which leads perfectly into the next thing that's not working, which is you like to call Buddy Chuckets. Let's talk about Buddy Heald for a minute here, Matt. <laughs> Buddy Heald has not been shy uh, shooting the ball. Uh, I mean, in a way, he kind of has to because he is the the number one offensive option. But he has not been shooting at a high rate. His last four games, uh, every game he's made three threes, and every game he's shot at least 11 threes. Three for 11, three for 12, three for 13, three for 13. Jeez. That's a total of 12 for 49 at a 24 percent I guess rate. you can say at least he's That's consistent, awful. but he's consistently bad. Yeah. Um, 12 for 49, 24 percent. So that's what, the last four games? Yeah. That's terrible for him. I know. Horrible. Like, we, we need way more than that. Yeah, normally he's around 40 percent. And, uh, I mean, most of them have been pretty good looks. There have been times where he's forced it and trying, you know, trying to be the hero. Um, hero ball. Yeah. yeah. He gets that tunnel vision, I know. Um, he's also made some mental mistakes, too. In addition to <laughs> forcing the ball up, um, he'll have just some, some mental mistakes. Was it um, what, what was what, well, that big, he did at the end of regulation against the Spurs? The biggest one was, yes, last night. So we're up by th three points with seconds to go in, in regulation. We're playing defense. So what's the one thing that you can't do in that situation? Don't let up a three. Yeah. Not an open one. Um, he sees DeMar DeRozan driving to the basket. He's not even guarding DeRozan. He's not even near DeRozan. He leaves Marco Bellinelli, a great three-point shooter, mm -hmm. leaves him to go help on DeRozan. Well, DeRozan just looks behind him, sees a wide-open Bellinelli. He's probably surprised. And you don't want to give up an easy bucket, but even if DeRozan scores there, the Kings are still up one, and we get the ball with the ability to shoot free throws and yeah. ice the game. There's like five seconds left. Yeah. So DeRozan sees Bellinelli wide open. So you give up the two out, there. And he drains the three. And Buddy's just... I about lost it. And, and the, then there was Chicago as well. Yeah. The worst part about the Spurs game going to OT is... Um, my son, Roman, was rooting for the Spurs, and he comes over to me and gives, tries to give me a high five. He already knows how to troll at five years old. He goes, He's trolling you. Overtime, Dad. High five. I left him hanging. Oh, rightfully so. Yeah. The, <laughs> you left him hanging. Get out of here, son. Get, get that out of here, Roman. I was so Roman. mad. I was not in the mood to be a nice dad right there. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then against the Bulls, when he... 
he tried to be the hero. Yeah. Um, you know, swinging for the fences with that three after we had pulled within two. He felt he was feeling it. He wanted the hype. He wanted the momentum. Yeah, we we were down by a lot. We were down by like 19 that game. Came all the way back to two within two points with a couple minutes left. He gets the ball in transition, chucks up a three in front of two defenders instead of relaxing, getting into the offense and doing what had got us back into the game, which is go inside, mm-hmm. give it to Harrison Barnes. Um, I just I get so frustrated with that man at at times. I, I don't know, man. So. Buddy, Buddy blunders. Yeah, so three-point shooting has not been great. Buddy has been making some costly mistakes. Let's talk about Dwayne Dedman a little bit as well. Um, Playing against his former team last night. I w- yeah, so much for a revenge game. He had zero points, 0 of 3 shooting. <laughs> there was a there was a three-pointer that he, he took. Grant said, nobody's even within the zip code of Dedman. He had time to fumble the ball, get the ball, shoot the three, and it was just a clanker. And, well, so you can- <laughs> and how do you get four fouls in eight minutes of playing time? I don't know. And two how turnovers. is that even possible? Um, yeah, so he had a rough night. He's been having a rough season. Uh, yeah, he's had a couple good games here and there, but overall it has not been his year. As it didn't. Holmes played like 41 minutes last night or something. He's been yes, phenomenal. Yes, it was and, over 40. Um, and we'll talk about him later. But, yeah, yeah, Deadman has just not been his year. Do you think it's time uh, for Giles to get a little bit more time on the court? Uh, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, I, I know that Coach has Deadman out there sometimes for his defense I guess he he is a little bit thicker um, well, supposed than to be Giles. Defense and threes, but as we mentioned before, the three point shooting is down fifteen percent from last year. So it's right. like if he's not really running the floor well and playing defense, and he's not hitting threes, what is he doing? What yeah. do we have him out there? He for? looks like a guy I used to play with at Cal Fit. He looks so old. <laughs> um, I I like the idea of Giles is because I feel like the Kings could use a good passer to hit some cutters, especially when the threes aren't falling. I've noticed that since Fox has been out, um, Corey Joseph doesn't really have much vision as far as assists go. I've seen a lot of cutters just go by. He's a good fundamental passer, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he doesn't have that next level of vision like Fox or some of the other point guards in the league have. But Giles Um, is nice. You can run the offense through him. He's up there on the high post, and and he'll, you know, throw it in there. He has some nice chemistry with He's actually guys. a decent passer for a big man. Yeah. Uh, shades of what Vlade and C-Web, right? Yeah. Um, Bogdanovich, as we mentioned a little while ago, has been banged up. That's hurt us. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I mean, you told me that you feel like he's not playing at 100% right now. I think that's pretty clear that he's not playing to his full potential right now. Yeah, they have him playing in uh, six-minute intervals. So no matter... How well or bad he's playing, he can only play six minutes in a row. They're just yanking him. They have him. to sit him, yeah, wow. um, because of his his hamstring. And then he missed the Blazer game due to a, a knee contusion. Um, and then he came back against the Spurs but only played 21 minutes. So uh, maybe he's on some kind of minutes restriction. With and that me. hurts because ever since Fox and Bagley have been, ma- been out, we've been kind of running a good percentage of the offense through Bogdanovich. And yeah. so to not have him out there or to have him at less than 100%, it's yeah. like, all right, well, I guess what's plan D now? You know, it's like, man, <laughs> we're, just, yeah. Yeah, we're just scrambling right now. So 
those are all the things that aren't working for the Kings. Let's talk about some of the things that are working. Let's get some. We need some optimism in here okay. now, Matt. Let's let's talk about something positive. All right. Uh, Rashawn Holmes has been a godsend for the Kings this Ooh. year. He's been just great. Do you think he could be a candidate for most improved player? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because granted, he's getting more of an opportunity than he ever has, but as a result, he's just putting up numbers that he hasn't even touched in his career, and he looks phenomenal. I think he's still top three in the league in field goal percentage. Yeah, well, he, let's look at the last four games. Uh, that field goal percentage, he, 72% last four games. And I think it's like 68 on the season. Wow, yeah. I mean, so, granted, most of those are dunks, but he does a lot of you know little hook shots. He's got that, that ugly little, little hook shot. that he throws that yeah. looks bad, but it, it goes in. And he's, I mean... I wouldn't. I don't know his free throw percentage off the top of my head, but he's. I, I want to say. I don't think I've ever seen him miss one. I want to say seventy-one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check really? on that for Man, you. Go I, ahead. I would have bet it was better than that. But his last four games, he's had eighteen and a half points. This is average. Eighteen and a half points and over ten rebounds a game. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't give enough credit. He's shooting seventy-six percent from the line. Seventy-six. This okay. Yeah. Well, that's better than our center last year, who it was actually dead last in the NBA in free throw percentage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shout out. Yeah. I like that. How about Harrison Barnes in the post? He's been so Holmes and Barnes have just been the ones keeping us in games lately. Yeah. Uh, I mean Harrison Barnes his his defense has been fantastic. Uh, that game against Denver we don't even come close to winning that if it wasn't for him. Yet. No, he dropped 30. He shot 10 of 19 from the field with five rebounds and he was a huge reason why we won that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night against the Spurs, he had 21 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. That's, you know, a great line. Played good defense. I mean, there was a time in the third and fourth quarter where they were just feeding it to him down on the block, and he was doing whatever he wanted. Now, what was frustrating is that when the game got inside a couple minutes, Buddy Buckets thought it was his time to take over and be the man and yeah. did not give it to Barnes. And that's what I like about <laughs> Barnes is that even when he has the ball in his hands a lot, he's not just going to force up shots. He's not going to play hero ball. Now, against the Bulls and the Spurs, he shot 6 of 16 and 6 of 15. So mm-hmm. that's 12 of 31. That isn't great. Right. But he gets to the line a lot. We mentioned that before, that he's getting to the line four and a half times a game, which is a career high, mm-hmm. and he's not just chucking up shots. So he, it just happened to be a couple of off-night shooting for him, I think. Right. But he's going to get, like like you had mentioned, either a good look for himself or for a teammate. He's yeah. not just going to chuck it up like Buddy does. Yeah. yeah. I just hope that they go through him a little bit more. The, the game that we lost... Uh, and it wasn't really that close. as against the Blazers. He only had eight points and only shot the ball nine times. Um, Do you think that's a key reason why the Kings lost it, the game? It could be. I mean, it's a small sample size. Um, right. But it's worth thinking about, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it definitely could have been one of the factors that, yeah. that played a part. Somebody's got to take over the team, and I would like it to be someone sure-handed and with some veteran experience, and that, to me, is Barnes. Yeah. So. No, I, I like that. So Holmes and Barnes have been the bright spots. The other good news is that we get Bagley back soon. Hopefully Bogdanovich gets back to full health soon yeah. and gets off this minutes restriction and we can get back to playing a better brand of, of Kings basketball. Indeed. And not just let's see who can be the hero and throw up a bunch of shots tonight. <laughs> so, All right. Well, uh, what do you say we jump into some news and notes, Matt? All right. Wait, what? News. All right, Matt, news and notes. Who's doing what? Marvin Bagley 
is listed officially as questionable for tomorrow night's game at Dallas. Mm. Um, he was cleared for contact earlier this, this past week and uh, was out last night, but there's a good chance that he returns to the court um, on, uh, to, if not tomorrow, then they're saying, what, Wednesday against, against OKC at home. That would be awesome. Hopefully yeah. he's not too rusty, but we could use his his offense and, and presence. Um, sad news, the Blazers' small forward Rodney Hood suffered a torn Achilles last night versus the Lakers mm. out for the season. That's rough. Yeah. He's a good player. Um, so and then the Knicks. Uh, this was kind of well. I can't really say it's a surprise. I mean, they're they're having a terrible season, but the Knicks have fired their head coach David Fisdale uh, after the team lost eight games in a row. And mm-hmm. um, in less than two seasons with the Knicks, he had a record of twenty-one wins and eighty-three losses. So mm-hmm. I guess you could say that this might even be overdue. Yeah. Can you entire can you blame him entirely though? I mean, have That's you seen true. their team? <laughs> it's pretty bad, but I That's mean. true. That that'd be like giving somebody a Honda Civic and saying go race these Ferraris and <laughs> and win. Yeah. Um I wonder if you if you saw this play that the the, uh, the Houston Rockets they filed a protest regarding James Harden's dunk that wasn't counted in Tuesday's 135-133 to loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Rockets contend that they should either be awarded the winner, because um, if that dunk would have counted, they would have actually outscored the Spurs in regulation. Right. Or that the final seven minutes and 50 seconds of the game be replayed on a later date. I don't think I've ever seen an NBA game, but that would be interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that either. So, I, I mean, I did watch that play. What do you think? Do you think the dunk should have counted? Yeah, yeah, okay. it went through. It was just, he dunked it so hard, and, and the ball kind of like caught onto the net, and then it it kind of inf- went down and, and then up and around the rim. Yeah, right. And so, so I in mean, real life, it looked kind of like he missed it, but when you slow it down, it's obvious that it did clear the net. So it should be at two points. Right now, how much time was left on the clock when he dunked it, though? Oh, he got it in transition. There was like. 22 seconds he got a steal and dunked it on a fast right so that's the hard thing though is that even if it counted you couldn't regulation didn't end like the play didn't suspend there so ending it would be tricky so i don't know i don't know what they're gonna it'll be interesting to see what the nba does with that yeah i would assume they just say sorry calls are missed every game yeah deal with it yeah it's Mm -hmm. not like the rockets need that win if it was us yeah protest that thing yeah but you know what? That would be nice if the if the Spurs got an extra loss because they're you know right there with us in the fight for the yeah. Spot. We have a lot better chance of catching the Spurs in the standings than we do the Rockets. Right. So, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the next four games this week. Uh, speaking of the Rockets, they are in there. So uh, oh tomorrow we are at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got a back to back. Uh, at Houston, so we're playing games in Texas right now, obviously. See, this um, is why last night's game is even more frustrating. It hurts, I know, because these are tough games. Yeah, I mean, we're already on a little bit of a skid, and now we get the two you know, difficult d- uh, Texas games. Um, Dallas is led by the um, amazing... The Wonder King. ...future GOAT, uh, apparently, Luka Doncic. Uh, is there anyone who's doubting this guy's talent anymore? I mean... I think 
if you are still saying that this kid is not a star already at age 20, you are living in an alternate universe. So, I mean, he's just he's playing out of his mind. So we've got at Dallas tomorrow, then the next day at Houston. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, we're at home against OKC, where you and your son Roman in his Thunder jersey will be in attendance. I can't believe he has a Thunder jersey randomly. Yeah, you need to very quickly <laughs> tell that story. So my father-in-law visits the Philippines frequently. He, he grew up there. Um, and... Uh, last year when he went, he picked up a bunch of clothes um, for Roman and, and brought them home. And one of them just happened to be uh, in Oklahoma generic. City. Yeah, just a generic Thunder jersey. Fits him great. He loves to wear it around the house and pretend that he's... And now he's uh, pumped to wear yeah. it to the game. I think it's important to point out for your credibility as a Kings fan that Matt Matt did not buy his son an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. I did not. It was no. a gift from Grandpa, and there's nothing you can do about that. Your yeah, hands are tied. Yeah, you sport so. Grandpa's attire. Yeah. yeah. But we're so, going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to go. Hopefully not, you know... you got to get us a win, man. We need wins Well, the last right game I was at, we won. That's true. I need to start start going to every game. Do it again. Start traveling. Do it again. <laughs> and then uh, Friday, we're at home again against the Knicks with uh, whatever uh, new head coach they have or interim head coach they have. Yeah, we got to win that game. That has to be a win. Last time we played the Knicks was that Sunday game, and we destroyed them. So. We did. Yeah, so I mean... I, I, it is know. Friday the 13th, though. Do you, I could see a weird scenario, like a narrative that's crafted where it's like the Kings that have this just wonky the game. We're, we're just the Kings. And we Sacramento lose to Kings. the Knicks on Friday the 13th. Uh, last week we were talking about how uh, you know we were, we were looking at Denver, Chicago, and Portland. And we were going, okay, well, Chicago, we have to win. We should win that. And we were thinking if we could somehow win against Denver, we could go 3-0 in that stretch. We got the Denver game. Yeah. Lost to Chicago. I know. So out of these four games, at Dallas, at Houston, home OKC, home Knicks, what is your goal for the Kings? Mm, I mean... They didn't Dallas hit our goal is, this last week. We said 2-1, and one, which after beating Denver, they were yeah. on pace to do, yeah. and then they lost a couple that they I'm, should have won. I'm interested to see how our team responds to the terrible loss last night uh, when they play Dallas tomorrow. I don't know that much about Dallas. I know they have a great record, but they've also had a really easy schedule. Um, I don't know how we match up with them. I, I know last year we beat them all three times. Yeah, they've got Porzingis. They've, yeah. And then other than Luca and Porzingis, though, it's just a bunch of role players, really. They've got Tim Hardaway. Yeah. They, you know, they've got Powell. Yeah, but you um, can't overlook what they're doing. I mean, Max Kleber. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're second in the West, uh, the loaded Western Conference. They just beat the Pelicans today. The Pelicans aren't great, but they, they beat crushed them. By, them they, yeah, they crushed them. So it's like you, you can't dismiss their their uh, their talent there. So, yeah, I mean. So what do you think it, is a good goal? Sorry. Uh, it, I mean, I'm just thinking a goal would be we, we got to get one of these row, you know, these row games. So I'm, I'm thinking if we could beat Dallas, we're going to lose to Houston. I'm sorry. We can't beat them for, so, for anything. And then if we could win the next two home but games. But we've got to beat the Thunder and the Knicks, though. So you're thinking. My goal is three two, and one. Okay. But two and two is realistic. Two and two is the realistic goal with three and one being the ideal outcome. Yes. Okay. Got Probably it. be one and three. Oh, don't say that. Come on. <laughs> you want me Come to be on. realistic? <laughs> don't say that. All right. Well, it's buzzer beater time to wrap this up. And for those of you who don't know, buzzer beater is where we ask each other as many random basketball-related questions as possible in 30 seconds and just try to be goofy, maybe trip the other person up or whatever. So right. I'm going to ask you first, Matt. You ready for some buzzer beater? Let's do it. All right. Buzzer beater. 
All right, Matt, how would you rate the Kings' new Red City jerseys on a scale from 1 to 10? 3. If you had to choose, would you rather have season tickets to the Kings for life, but they never win a championship, or you never go to a game again and they win multiple titles? The second one. Okay. Multiple titles. Which Kings player would make the best mall Santa? <laughs> Caleb Swanigan. Who, who is the worst Kings player of all time, and why is it Willie Cauley-Stein? <laughs> Obvious reasons. And would you rather have Grant Napier or Doug Christie over for dinner? Yeah, Grant. All right, cool. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I think I want to change that to Doug. Well, no, I, I have to stick with my Grant. Stick with Grant? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can guy. see dinner with Grant being yeah. like dinner and sparkling conversation. If you don't like that, you don't like Goldine's dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, boy. If you don't like that, you don't like poultry and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it being dinner and sparkling conversation. Yeah. yeah. Be a dandy. I, I like your mall, Santa. That one, it, if, if I wanted to say Max Muncy for whatever reason, it just comes to my head, but he doesn't <laughs> even play for the Kings. He's on the Dodgers. He, he looks like Santa, though. Yeah, yeah. he does. Um, yeah, I was just thinking who's who fits the description. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe Bielitsa? He'd be a good Santa. Yeah. What about Holmes? No? I don't know. I was just thinking who's a little overweight. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you're, yeah. Well, if that's the case, I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking who would be fun to... Yeah. Okay. All right, I like it, Matt. I like okay, it. Okay, you ready for yours? All right, let's do it. All right. Yep. Will the Kings make the playoffs this year? No. Yeah. Favorite NBA video game? NBA Jam. What player on the Kings could you beat in a game of horse? Uh, former player, easy, Willie Cauley-Stein, but... Um, uh, <laughs> What's your favorite food to get at a game? Nachos. Is Buddy overrated? Uh, no, I don't think he's overrated. Would you trade anyone on the Kings for Kevin Love? For Kevin Love? No, I don't think I would. The Cavaliers have started listening to offers. Yeah, so I, I, and I'm assuming you're talking about players that they would actually accept. Like, right. Like, not Caleb Swanigan or something like that. But. Yeah. No, yeah. Trade him in a heartbeat. No, I don't think I'd trade anyone for Kevin Love either. No. I think he's washed up. Yeah. The, the Game of Horse one was tough. I was trying to think of, like, who the worst shooter on the team is. But yeah, I, I guess if you could find somebody... Well, you said Deadman can't knock down a three right now. And, and you've seen me. I can knock down a couple. That but, is your strong suit. And you yeah. look like J.J. Reddick. So you got that going for you. A little beyond the arc action. Yeah, so, so only, only if it's somebody who just can't hit a three, maybe. But <laughs> but as soon as he starts not. making dunks and like you have to do it like that, then it's over for you. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, as soon as it's his turn to choose the shot. So probably not. No, I don't think I could beat anybody in a game of horse. Yeah, but. no, NBA players are very good at, at basketball, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> NBA, you said NBA Jam for favorite video game? Yeah, uh, specifically NBA Jam Tournament Edition, the one on the Sega Genesis. Like the, So they're... There was the original one, but then on Tournament Edition, there was, like, the power-ups you could get where you could, like, dunk from all the way across the screen <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So That's realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Fun. Yeah. I NBA Jam. It was fun. And uh, not feeling optimistic about the Kings' playoff chances this year. I, I hesitated, though. Like, I still want to say that I, it's still possible. Mm -hmm. I just, the way things have been going lately... Um, it doesn't feel great. I don't know. Do you think the Kings are the way things are going that they're going to make the playoffs right now? No, I, I don't. I, I mean, I'd like to say that we are, and we still can. I hope I'm wrong, but it just doesn't feel like a playoff season right now. Yeah, uh, the injuries and just I don't think we're there yet. But hey, next year.
next year. Not this year, you know. I've been, but yeah, I, I, I put Hopefully. you on the spot and you gave me an, an honest answer. So. Yeah. So and buddy, I don't think he's overrated. I did, <laughs> overpaid maybe a little bit. No, I mean lately. It's he, a, what have you done? I do think lately, he's a very good player. I think he gets in his own head. I think he is a very, very, very good role player that's having to play like a star player role right now. Right. Like if Fox and Bagley were there, he wouldn't have to. His usage rate wouldn't be as high. Yeah. When I say role player, I mean, I don't mean he's like a bench guy or anything. But, like, yeah. I mean, he's probably the best shooter on the team when he's hot easily. But one of the best in the league. But right. I don't know. That, that was, th- those are good questions. Those are good questions. Thanks. All right, well, uh, follow us on Twitter just like the Sacramento Kings do. Thanks to Matt yeah. here. He got us a follow this week from the <laughs> official Sacramento Kings Twitter page. <laughs> now we're uh, cooking with grease. Yeah, yeah. So follow us on Twitter. Um, subscribe and rate and comment on whatever podcast app you're using. And please continue to, to tune in. We appreciate you. And that's all we have this time. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Matt. And this is the Sac Lunch Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>